Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I am Michael. And it is finally warmed up. I don't know about how over how it is over there in New York, but it is definitely in the Pacific Northwest. Nice and toasty. And I will tell you this much. I am extremely happy that the little nook kiddos have been offering fans because uh I've, I've got about 55 fans inside of my house every time i go to isla just fans so many fans everybody surfboards <laughs> and fans all the fans that's what i was gonna say but do you have any surfboards over there 58 surfboards and they're gonna you know <laughs> if you viewed our island tours you'll notice that i had a lot of um coconut trees now coconut trees replaced with surfboards like you come over anybody <laughs> want to surf you're good to go don't worry i got you covered <laughs> it's a very tropical beach environment over at your island oh yeah you come to fafa <laughs> you know really what you're gonna do summer. yeah coconuts and surfboarding i got you covered don't nice. you worry <laughs> nice so also happy father's day to all the dads out there listening just wanted to give you a little shout out for that thanks very Dad. very yeah. cool yep gonna be doing any father's day stuff any Grilling? Anybody doing anything good today? I'm gonna make some bacon. Well, that's good. I like bacon. I think I'm going over. We're gonna do some some hanging out at Dad's. Visit with him. You know, do the Father Day thing today. Yeah. It is also like you said. It is very hot here. It's. I think we've been hitting 90s for the last couple of days. It's too hot. Actually, it's very. That's that's not normal. I think the average right now here is usually 77. <laughs> and so we went from cold to too hot and we never got humid to have, and 95 we only get like four days out of the year that it's actually worth living in new york and those days just jumped right over we don't we didn't get to enjoy any of them so yeah. it's just been very very hot very very uncomfortable and, and, and kind of miserable yeah i'm i'm gonna be video calling into my sister who is giving my father a joint gift between me and my two siblings so that's all the the Father's Day celebration that we're doing, really. <laughs> nice. Sounds yeah. good. I will, I will also place a mm-hmm. phone call. I, I don't think my, my parents are quite up for the FaceTime Zoom yet in their no, life. They're, they're not there yet. <laughs> no, not quite there yet. Um, yeah. I mean, it's funny because my mom did say, she's like, oh, do you want to Zoom one time? I was like, you have an iPhone. You can just you can just FaceTime me. But I guess if you really want to Zoom, let's, let's, let's get insecure <laughs> they here. Love just, love everyone loves Zoom. Everyone loves Zoom. I think, you know, it's the, it's the buzzword. Yeah, it's, it's just the thing. It's kind of like, it's, it's, it's like Band-Aid or Jell-O. It's just the, the name for a conference call of any kind is now Zoom. Yeah. It's like everybody knows it just like everybody knows Pokemon. Oh yeah. And boy, (laughs) do we have some Pokemon news. We had a 11 minute Pokemon packed video that came out and there was some surprises in there and i'm sure we'll have our opinions on it but to start is this very cute game called pokemon smile i guess it's a game i don't even know if you can call it a game but it's an app that came out for ios and android it was came out the day the video released and its intention is to show children how to brush their teeth so i think it's it's very, very cute, and it's a very smart way to sort of incorporate Pokemon for a good cause. And basically what you're doing is while you're brushing your teeth, it's watching you, and you're kind of brushing around and doing what you got to do. And while you're doing it, you're trying to rescue Pokemon from cavity-causing bacteria, and it's cute. And you could take a little picture of yourself kind of wearing a Pokemon on your head or something like that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's supposed to, to, to start and to 
get people brushing their teeth right. It, it is definitely for kids, even though we have in our notes, maybe adults, but I would certainly hope by the time you're an adult, you already know how to brush your teeth, but maybe you don't. And this will be good for you. I think some adults, you know, question, I Could question use the dental help. hygiene. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe. <laughs> and what better way to do it with po- than with Pokemon, right? Yeah. So true. And I got one of those. Uh, I was on sale pretty cheap. There was like one of the Bluetooth toothbrushes, you know, the electronic ones. And they sort of do that same thing where there's like your mouth in there and you move it around and. I, got, I was over that in about a week. I was like, okay, I know how to brush my teeth now. Like, I don't yeah. need to like do this. But I will say I did download this. I know some of us have hands-on experience, but I do want to read some reviews really quick. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> this may play into, maybe this app really is for kids, and maybe it's just like kids have it. But from Sakuma, cute, cute idea. Poor execution. It really is adorable, and the music's great. Honestly, the idea is wonderful. I'm a 22-year-old woman, and I thought this was so cute. Unfortunately, it does a very poor job detecting the toothbrush. Tell me to brush faster after already vigorously brushing. And no matter how far or close I hold the phone, it does not work. Haven't been able to catch a single Pokemon. I'll try this a few more times, but it needs to be better. Others seem to agree. Also from Hannah, it's really cute, but it's overall pretty so-so while I'm an 18-year-old woman who doesn't care about failed catch. And I feel like catches should be guaranteed for kids. They're going to be so upset if they don't catch anything after so much brushing. Also, it should specify not to be so rough on your teeth since it can make your enamel wear away. But I mean, this is the first build, so I'm sure it will improve over time. Three out of five. (laughs) Okay. From, from, from From personal experience, I will say... I understand how it could be confusing because you have this video and it's you. And then in front of you is this Pokemon and there's like bacteria on teeth. So there's all this stuff happening. And then the bottom right hand corner, there's this really small, tiny gut diagram telling you where to brush. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that you should really be looking at is that diagram, because if you're watching the Pokemon and missing spots in the diagram and it's not detecting the toothbrush properly, you're not killing any of the bacteria. So... And they even say in the app, if you have a clear toothbrush or like, I think it's other another kind of toothbrush, it'll be hard to detect. Mm. So if you have like a clear plastic one. So they tell you these things. But at the same time, it's like, I totally understand like why some people are having issues. Personally, I didn't. I caught Ratatata first time. So, nice. pro. <laughs> so you're pro, pro level. Yeah. <laughs> I picture this being turned into like a Black Mirror esp- episode where people yes. start brushing <laughs> and their teeth are falling out and their gums are bleeding because they got to catch oh, them yeah. all and it just won't stop. And it's just like just running down their face because they won't oh, stop no. brushing their teeth. <laughs> it just oh, seems so ridiculous. I also love that it's adults like reviewing the app. On the, uh, yes. Like they took the time to write this like actual review for something that's supposed <laughs> to just entertain a kid for 20 minutes. It could have just been a blinking light or something. And the kid would have been like, I'll catch a Pokemon. But they decided to like yeah. literally go on and write a legit review. That's that's funny to me. Uh, it's just it's like this is just silly thing for kids. Just easy, kitty. It just relax about it. I do love um, the. I love the artwork though. That's probably my favorite part. Everyone, it's, it's, yes. a, it's like pl- everyone's plump. It's like plump Pokemon. Yeah, it is yeah, very like cute plump and cartoony Pokemon. Yeah, and I think it's a great idea. And and. and you know, this it's a step in the right direction. If it's anything, children love Pokemon. And I think that if if parents are finding that their kids are just running in, brushing their teeth quick and then taking off, well, why not turn it into some sort of game? Maybe, you know, maybe to get around the um, 
toothbrush detection problem. Pokemon at some point will come out with a Pokemon toothbrush, toothbrush. that's better for this. Mm, you know, it's got something genius. in it that allows you to like detect easier. Yes. But mm, in general, very cool idea. Good, you know, good for them. The next thing that came out is Pokemon Cafe Mix. They announced this and basically you're the owner of a Pokemon Cafe and you solve puzzles to fill the orders. You basically are linking little Pokemon icons as you swirl them around. It's very confusing how this is a puzzle because it just seems very random to me. But um, as you do this, you, I guess, collect or befriend Pokemon and they can start helping you in your cafe with their special abilities and that helps you kind of solve more puzzles. And as you progress, your cafe gets bigger and your menu expands and all this stuff. This is going to be free to start. So that's cool. But uh, that obviously means there's going to be in-app purchases and game purchases. And it's available for Switch, iOS, and Android Android on the 24th. So the day this podcast comes out, you can pre-order it. But by the time this comes out, it's too late for that. So I think this actually seems like a better smartphone game to me but i am still very confused by the quote-unquote puzzle aspect of it because when you're watching the video it literally seems like you just spin your hand in a circle and it kind of connects things and that's that right it doesn't seem like a puzzle necessarily yeah i got the same same kind of feeling about it doesn't seem too tricky like a puzzle it's more like an exercise (laughs) Yeah, it's it's very odd. I like the idea because now you're taking it into a whole different realm for Pokemon. This is kind of like the brushing the teeth one where it's just some, you know, you have a very popular IP and you're kind of trying to expand on that. And that's cool. But the puzzle aspect of it, if this were, I could see this being sort of a match three or something like that if they went that route. I just don't understand what the puzzle is. And maybe once we see more of the game, it'll make a little bit more sense. And it's mm-hmm. also kind of curious that they they pulled from that Pokemon Smile and um, the, the other one that came out, the Mystery Dungeons or whatever that one was called. It kind of has that similar art style to this, where it seems like it's almost yeah. drawn, illustrated style. So I think it's mm-hmm. interesting that they're kind of going in that direction with some of these uh, outside games, outside of the core game. They're trying to pull Pokemon into every industry and every style possible. Like <laughs> yeah. this is kind of also going in the more like bejeweled blitz, like kind of direction, like what M- Dr. Mario did that, that mobile game. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like just the quick mobile game you can pick up and play and mm-hmm. play around with for a short period of time. What if, what if they came out with a whole series kind of like Pokemon smile that is geared for parents and it's like Pokemon laundry, Pokemon, put your toys away. Pokemon, like, Pokemon, and it's empty all, the dishwasher. And it's like parents are doing all of this just to get their kids to do chores. It's a whole Pokemon, <laughs> mop the house. Pokemon, like, <laughs> mow the lawn. Oh my It'd gosh. be kind of funny. Pokemon, if they came teach out with your a... kids how to have responsibility. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole series. It's kind of like the Clubhouse games, except 51 Pokemon chores that you can make your kids do. Yes. I bet you parents would be all about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Now, yeah. the big announcement that came out. And I think what has most people excited about is that they announced a new Pokemon Snap. This was something we talked about a while back when they had the Labo camera mm-hmm. thing where we're like, oh, that would be amazing if they came out with Pokemon mm-hmm. Snap, blah, blah, blah. So they are saying that this is a completely new game. And if you're not familiar, you go to an island and you take photographs of Pokemon in sort of their natural habitat. And I can't really remember it 100%, but I believe there was certain, you had to catch a, a photo of a Pikachu doing 
doing something and it was like that would kind of go towards the criteria on whether or not it was a good photo or not. And instead of a Pokedex, you're doing a photo Dex. So you're going to see Pokemon in their natural habitat doing sort of their normal thing. And it's supposed to have all new expressions and behaviors that you wouldn't normally see because you're normally not seeing them kind of in this natural island. There's not a ton of information. They showed a a very sort of short video that said it was not the final footage from the game. So it could, you know, get better even, I guess. Uh, This is definitely a sequel to what was Pokemon Snap. So if you remember that from Nintendo 64, this is going to be an extension of that. And it looks like Switch only, which makes sense to me that it wouldn't be on any Android or iOS or anything like that. I don't think they didn't mention any sort of companion, anything in that arena. So big, big news. A lot of people super excited. I know Mott is very excited for this. I'm sure you're picking this one up for sure. I cannot wait. I remember playing the original Pokemon Snap on the N64. It was, you know, very early in on the Pokemon um, adjacent games. Uh, And yeah, I just think it's a fun, you know, game where you just you just uh, sit there and that's the type of game I like. So (laughs) perfect. Uh, And you got to you get instead of catch them all, you got to capture them all. So, yeah, about it. I'm in for two. Yeah, I think, you know, I I was never I can't say I was a fan of Pokemon Snap. I never really liked it. But then again, I never really liked Animal Crossing and I really Mm. liked this new one. So instead of saying that I I don't want anything to do with this, I'm going to I'm just going to wait and see because I really did not enjoy Animal Crossing when I played it years and years ago. And I really enjoy it now. I did not enjoy Pokemon Snap, but who knows? Maybe this one will come out and it'll it'll just speak to me now that, uh, you know, like you said, we're older and we just want to sit there. And, yeah. And play there's, there's, there's so many different, you know, we we're talking about peak Pokemon and there's just so many different types of genres and different yeah. things in the in the Pokemon world that you don't have to like them all. Like, you know, they would like for you to like them all and buy them all, but you don't have to. Right. It's like if you just want to brush your teeth with Pikachu, that sounds great. If you want to sure. take a photo of Pikachu, that sounds great. If you want to capture Pikachu, that sounds great. You know, just what yeah. do you want to do with Pikachu? There's a game for that. Yeah, we got it all. <laughs> um, if if sitting and just kind of enjoying Pokemon in their natural habitat is Pokemon Snap, then going out and adventuring is Pokemon Go. And they did mention that Pokemon Go Fest this year is going all digital. So everybody can be involved in it this year, which makes total sense considering the state of the world. So you can definitely be involved with Pokemon Fest this year. And it seems like they're introducing Mega Evolutions, which will be coming to Pokemon Go. They did not give us a date definitive on that, but it's something to look forward to. They also went into Pokemon Sword and Shield a little bit. Isle of Armor is live. So if you have that, that's fantastic. Let us know what you think. I I do not have it right now. I have not been playing it yet, but I know a lot of people are already starting to talk about it. And then in order to celebrate the launch of that, there is a new special event for Zerara. If you catch, if 1 million trainers catch the Pokemon, all of us get a shiny. So get out there and catch it so i don't have to do anything and i'll get a shiny pokemon i'm sure that 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 will not be an issue considering how many people have been playing yeah and i'm thinking like i wonder i wonder if the tracking does it have to be one million individual trainers or is it caught one million times i'll be curious to see what they decide because one person could be catching them Mm. you know 10 times each yeah they'd be just 
kind of going to town trying to catch this Pokemon. But uh, we'll see. I'm hoping I'm going to turn it on and kind of check in because at least if I'm involved in this event, I'd like to get the shiny, even though I most likely won't catch the Pokemon. Uh, this event runs from 617 to 628. And in addition to that, Farfetch'd is now in Pokemon Go. So you can also get a little Farfetch'd in your in your life. If you're still playing Pokemon Go, then now you have a new one to look out for. I think I Farfetch'd, not- you know, you know, Farfetch'd because Farfetch was in one of the best episodes of Pokemon on TV because Farfetch carries around um, like a stalk, like mm-hmm. like an onion stalk, and yeah. just like wax people on the head with it. I love <laughs> Farfetch; it's great. Yeah, <laughs> Farfetch always kind of remind me of Psyduck. Like they're very mm. similar in their their demeanor. It seems like they're just kind of like these weird off color sort of Pokemon, and they become fan That's favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there was a tease at a big project that will be coming out there's another presentation for the 24th which is the day this podcast releases so there we don't know yet but a lot of people are speculating that it's going to be some more let's go games which that would be kind of cool i liked uh let's let's go eevee when i was playing it and did um, you did you I, i did i did i did like it but then when the new one came out it was like all right well i ain't going back to this hmm. but um I don't know. I don't personally have a need to play any of the Let's Go's because if I played them already, it's kind of Let's Go. I know what it is. It's going to be, you know, it's time for Nintendo to (laughs) and the Pokemon company to do what they always do, which is come out with a third Pokemon game in the core series that combines the first two together. Mm. They've done it every single year. They always do it. That's true. What's in between a sword and a shield? Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about that. Pokemon nunchucks. Nunchucks. (laughs) Nunchuck edition. I'd be in for (laughs) some Pokemon nunchucks. Brass knuckle edition. I like that, Christina. Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon (laughs) catapult. I don't know. There's got to be something that they could use. They kind of... They kind Pokemon of, uh, bow and arrow. Ooh, yeah. Pokemon or maybe that's going to be the next series. You get Pokemon bow and Pokemon arrow. arrow. Ooh, I like that. I like that. That's kind of cool. I would go. I will uh, invoice you, Nintendo. Yep. Bow, but there you are. Arrow. Tons and tons of new Pokemon news. Something for everybody to be excited about, I think. Uh, yeah. Very, very cool. Can we just go back to uh, no. Pokemon Snap for a second? Now, I never played the original one, Mm. and I didn't really know anything about them. Mm -hmm. I kind of missed that train completely. And so from my perspective, it just seems like you walk around an island and take photos of Pokemon. Is that it? Nailed it. it. But better yet, That's Christina. it. There's nothing else to it. Better yet, you don't even walk around. You don't even walk. You're (laughs) You're on rails. Like a a car that's on rails. Yep, 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 yep. It's Can you know Jurassic Park? You know Jurassic Park. It's like Jurassic Park, except for Pokemon that don't attack you okay so it's it's nothing like jurassic park except for the <laughs> jurassic park on rails jeep yeah yeah, yeah. it's okay. it's like well it's like the beginning of jurassic park where yes. they don't see anything yeah and it was kind of boring <laughs> that's kind of that's that's pokemon snap that's pokemon and they did have a camera like what's her name she had a camera in it so she was ready to take photos but she was this, ready she was, she was ready and that's it you but, just, okay yeah you just kind of cruise around in this little yeah. cart and pokemon will peek out and do their thing and you have to zoom in and i i if i if i remember correctly it was sort of like achievement so if you get a picture of Pikachu holding a coconut, then it was worth more than him just kind of 
scurrying around or something something like that i, I could mm. be wrong about it but i i thought there was things like that where there was or like get a photo of pikachu eating an apple because i exactly. think I or smiling or yeah something mm. like okay. that yep okay but that was the gist of the game okay that sounds really boring so I'm it's hoping amazing. it's not a huge full price game. <laughs> I, I have a feeling it's definitely going to be a full price game because I think there's a huge demand for it. Mm-hmm. It was like I said, it wasn't something yeah. that appealed to me, but there is a lot of people that really f- have fond memories of Pokemon Snap. So I would not be surprised if mm-hmm. this was a full price game. I hope they, they add something else to it. Yeah, right now, I'm I'm not going to get it. I'm not interested yeah. at all. So well, I'm hoping we'll that when it, more information comes out, it'll be this, more interesting. <laughs> this could be like Animal Crossing all over again. Could be like it Animal could Crossing. be. It could be. You know, yeah, it we'll could. be playing Pokemon Snap in a in a month or whatever it is, and saying, "Man, this is the best <laughs> game I've ever played." All right, and okay, enough about Pokemon. Let's move on. So a while ago, we talked about that Lego and Super Mario did a collaboration, and they had a, I guess what an original set that they were coming out with. And it was Mario and he lit up and all this stuff happened. And I believe you pre-ordered it, right, Mats? Two of them. Oh, nice. cool. And I can't cancel well, them. What? I was, I was going to cancel and I can't cancel it. <laughs> after, I saw, after I saw this announcement, I, I, it was all like, you can't cancel. And I was like, no. Because oh. so, I saw this wow. and I was like, why? I don't want this. So tell the people, Christina, why I wanted to cancel. Now there's a lot more. <laughs> There, so the starter course, obviously $60, you can pre-order that, but now they have, they've surprised us all with expansion sets, power-up packs, and character packs. They've expanded this thing into a whole series of Lego sets. So the expansion sets, I'll kind of go through the list of what they are. They have Bowser's Castle Boss Battle Expansion Set, Toad's Treasure Hunt Expansion, Guarded Fortress, King Boo and the Haunted Yard, Thwomp Drop, uh, Boomer Bill Barrage, Mario's House with a Little Yoshi, Piranha Plant Power Slide, Desert Pokey Expansion Set, and Womp's Lava Trouble Expansion Set. And all these range from $20 all the way up to $100. You know, the Bowser's Castle is pretty big. That one's the $100 one. But all of these things will add on elements to building a Mario course, essentially. So sometimes they can like add certain things that Mario can do, especially with the power-up pack. So with the power-up packs, you have a Builder Mario power-up pack, Cat Mario, Fire Mario, and Propeller Mario. And all of these things will give Mario, like, you can change out his clothes so he can fly and make different sounds and things like that. And then they have these character packs. These are only $5 each, but they're blind bag character packs. So you could get, like, duplicates, which I hate that they did that. That's so stupid. But um, there's a series of 10 of them that you can get a chance of getting. So there's a lot to this now, and it kind of reminds me of all the other series that Lego does. Uh, yeah, and, and they're all going to be available on August 1st. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot to this now. <laughs> Mons, this, this is basically going to cost you $500 now. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, you know, investing investing in the in the podcast. That's what I like yeah. to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I was I was sort of about it for sixty dollars. You know, I was a Lego kid growing up. I know sixty bucks, yeah. whatever. I don't actually know what and it it's is. Cute. It's, it's like cute. a cute thing, but it's not really yeah. Legos, and it's not really no. a game. I, I don't know what it is yet. Um, it's like a it's like a cross between Lego and Hot Wheels and Mario mm. because you can kind of create these courses with these different things. So it's like you build your own physical version of a Mario game. Where am I going to put this I thing? Guess. Where is yeah, this exactly. thing going to live? You're going to put it right next to Labo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> where is this? All my cardboard. You're going to put it in your Nintendo board? Museum one day. That's you know what where, it's going to be. Do you know where all the cardboard went? 
where do you have it stored in a closet? Right in the recycling. In the recycling. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> right um, where it should have gone. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Don- donated back to nature. Um, yep. I mean, I love, I love every bit of this, but I cannot justify. I can't justify any of it anymore. Like yeah. I, I will. I do have two pre-ordered, and since Nintendo refuses to let me, Lego. It's actually Lego, not Nintendo. Lego refuses to let me cancel. I will get the starter course, and maybe we'll do a giveaway or something of the other yeah, there one. You go. Then, I guess. Yeah, that would be good, yeah. or donated or something too. Yeah. 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 I mean, at least it's a physical thing. But it, it's funny when you said that about not knowing really what it is. When I was watching the trailer again, when they were explaining all these expansions, <laughs> I, I couldn't help but feel the same way because it's not Lego. You're not really building much. You you literally are collecting, like clipping together a few things, yeah. but it's one level. It's just on the ground. Like <laughs> there's not a whole lot of building happening here. So I'm not, I, I'm the same way. And maybe that's just, it's not for our, like us. It's maybe little kids would like this more. They had yeah, to have tested this, it. right? They had yeah. to have seen if there's interest for, for, kids to be playing this stuff and hopefully our listeners if, or if any of our listeners are buying into this and and will own it and and your kids are loving it let us know because i am genuinely curious but for me there's just no way i could i mean yeah. just the numbers that are here you're over what three two two hundred three hundred dollars right off the bat easily easily three hundred four hundred dollars yeah, so it's yeah. it's crazy to me that they went from a $60 starter and then they're like, Whoa, you want more? You know, Boom, we don't you know even know. <laughs> you know what happened is there was more than one Mots that pre ordered two. Yeah, they're this like, is This is, is going to be really a cool. hit. And now all there's this, all this other stuff. And they're like, Oh, sorry, you can't cancel your pre order. So now you're kind of stuck into investing in this thing. It's all everybody, strategy. It's really yeah. smart of Lego. <laughs> everybody that did buy it bought but, two. So they were, they just, like, Oh, interest is think high. That this is, yeah, this is a super <laughs> thing. We better make more. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is true. Uh, that That's exactly what happened. And, and, and yep. I don't know. I mean, I will say this. I do sort of want like the little Mario to be sitting on my desk. Like, I do I wish want, I could just buy that. Yeah, like I, I would like just that get the character Mario. packs. That's it. But the yeah. character packs are just yeah. suits. They're not. Oh, it's not even the actual it's not the character, right? Or no? <laughs> no, they I have. Know. I think a few. Oh, those are the power. Sorry, the power up yeah. packs are suits for mm-hmm. Mario. But the character Mario. packs, they're like little you know chain chomps and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, maybe so I'll that's get cute. Those. I like the little characters. And they have like a little ghost. Yeah, those are cute. Maybe I'll get that. But again, they're blind packs, so it could be a huge waste of money. <laughs> well, you, you know, I, w- I, w- I could yeah. spend $300 buying all the expansions or all the blind. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly. Perfect. <laughs> There's got to be something that's, your that's rare. And then people just keep coming back to buy more because they want that yeah. one rare yeah. character. Oh. Oh, these, these, I'm looking here at uh, in the video at one minute and eight seconds. Yeah, there's a ghost. There's there's a Goomba. There's the squid. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of different one, a bomb bomb, a bullet bill. Oh, the bullet bill is super cool. Um, mm-hmm. He's got like a cactus behind him. Why does he have a cactus behind him? That's great. <laughs> the the goom, flying Goomba is above a pyramid. Yeah, I love these. I'm going to buy all these. This is great. Yeah, I like the characters. And that's something yeah. I could see sitting on a shelf. Can I pre-order this? The only one available for pre-order is the starter course. On um, On another series of events of Nintendo making a lot of money, Let's head over to Japan, where the latest uh, weekly sales reports from Famitsu have been released, and some huge, crazy accomplishments have occurred. Uh, First and foremost, let's get into it. Ring Fit Adventure, the game that no one can find anywhere in the world, 
has surpassed 1 million copies in Japan, which is crazy. I still have it over here. I haven't seen it in stores yet since I've been into Target um, on occasion. Uh, but uh, it's a cool game. Like I said, I've, I've kind of stopped playing it again because I just run. I feel like I could run. Mm-hmm. Or, sometimes like, the problem with the Ring Fit Adventures, it takes like it takes like 10 minutes to get into it. You're like, All right, let me just go. I just want to exercise, right? That, that's my only problem. Oh, yeah. I, I should get the punching one. I really enjoy that demo mm-hmm. a lot. If that goes on sale, I'll get that one again. Um, but yeah, it, it's 1 million units, um, and that's even just number three on the chart. But uh, let me run down the top 10. Animal Crossing um, is at 4.8 million in Japan. Clubhouse Games, number two, second week out, is at 100,000 units. We'll talk about that more in a bit. Then Ring Fit Adventure, Mario Kart, almost at 3 million. Next week, I'm sure we'll be talking about that. Wow. Splatoon, 3.4 million. I mean, Splatoon 2 outsold Mario Kart in Japan. That is crazy. Xenoblades, um, at 100,000 total, it hit uh, 8,000. Minecraft, 1.5 million. Pokemon Sword and Shield, 3.6 million total. Super Mario Bros. Uh, Ultimate, 3.7 million in Japan. And Super Mario Party, 1.5 million. Um, and they're, they're slowly creeping. There is a big drop-off, right? So Animal Crossing, 77,000 this week, 47,000 for Clubhouse, and then 20,000. Then everything's kind of lower. But mostly just people are playing Animal Crossing. And people are getting yeah. fit with Ring Fit Adventure in Japan. Nice. That's excellent. And we'll talk about... Um, What's happening in this world, in the U.S., at least the sales trust that we have. Before we do, let's get to the Weekly Law Journal brought to you by Nintendo. Uh, First and foremost, uh, you know, I have not done this. I I guess I have. You know, I went onto eBay and I bought one of those Animal Crossing Amiibo cards, which Uh is a real Hmm. thing. It's not a virtual thing, but I did buy that for more than what it's worth to get Nana in in Heather's Village, um, which (laughs) I thought was fine. It was like 10 bucks or whatever. And uh, but Nintendo says Nintendo says, you know what? I don't like I don't like that. I guess I do like that because they made those. So they like they like it when they sell you things that can be virtual. But you are not allowed to sell virtual things because that is against terms of service. So there's, of course, tons of different websites out there and um, you know ways of PayPaling people or Venmoing people where you can say, oh, I have this sweet dishwasher. You want this dishwasher? Ninety nine cents. Um, Nintendo <laughs> says no more. They're going to start trying to ban people, lock it down. Um, they're going to evaluate transactions case by case. They have a team, a SWAT team on this. Tom Nook's out on the loose. He's going to lock it down, lock it down. Now, I will say, like, it is tricky. You know, there's tons of this on eBay, things like that. So if you do want villagers, yeah. buy the Amiibo cards, you know, have them come over. It takes a few days, but you get them eventually. Um, but yeah, they're going to do this. In fact, this isn't the only game that has this issue. Basically, any game ever that has in-game like World of Warcraft had this issue. Uh, Fortnite has For- this Fortnite, issue. Yeah. Everything has this issue. So, mm. Yeah, I, I, I had the same thought, though, that you did. It's like, okay, Nintendo, just because you're not getting your cut on this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now you're cracking it down. You're literally doing the exact same thing. And they're just mad because not only did somebody buy they're the card. They're not getting money for it. They're just yeah. not getting their cut again. Because clearly somebody had yeah. to buy the stuff to, to be able to put it back out there like you like you did with Nana. But they're just people are just selling it. And they're mad because they're like, well, we, we're not making any money off of this. So, of course, it's against 
the terms of service. And I just think that's so funny mm-hmm. because it's like Nintendo, you literally do with the exact same thing. So it seems a little weird to me that you're trying to tell people how to play the game and what they can and can't do in that respect when it's not like they're, you know, selling versions of the game. They're not stealing from you in that way. They're just saying, hey, I have a character moving do you want this character? Oh, you're willing to pay real money for it? Not a problem. Here you go. Like, how is that against terms of service? Well, this, so what I think goes against terms of service, service, and I actually saw something this morning on Instagram for it is, I don't know if you guys have seen these star trees at all. Mm, yes, I've I have seen, seen a little those. bit about Yeah. So basically, the only way to get them is you have to have a hacked switch and you have to buy them off a site. That's the only way to get them. And I saw on this post this morning, I follow a few Animal Crossing, you know, streamers and stuff like that. It's like their job saying, telling people how to get them and that it doesn't like it won't they won't get in trouble for having them that they know of. Mm. But the fact that you have to have a hacked switch and this isn't something actually in the game that everyday people can get. I think that's the stuff that Nintendo doesn't like because Mm. there's other things, too, that actually break the game like there's bridge sets you can get and things like that that just aren't actually in the game so Mm. and then there's potential that it can damage your file yeah but other stuff like if i wanted to buy a washing machine i don't think that should affect it but i think it's the the other stuff i say they add a nook global market and you you buy a new currency nook coins Mm. and then nook coins can be exchanged for real goods it didn't 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 like world of warcraft try to do this and it went terribly wrong (laughs) yeah it was it was either world of war or maybe it was diablo Diablo. one of them had like an actual marketplace where you could spend real money to get stuff that people were trying to sell in the game and Mm. i mean that's kind of what people did in their own way Mm -hmm. but they're just mad because you know like you said they're not making a cutoff of it but I, I I agree if it's if it's a a cheat if it's a hack yeah. that's something yeah. in my mind that's totally different than just saying here's something that happened in game I didn't cheat to get it I don't want it anymore does somebody want it because I could do that with you guys and not charge a dime but that's okay mm-hmm. like that's fine yeah so if somebody's yeah. willing to pay for it how is that you know ruining the game or against terms of service I guess I don't know yeah I mean we did co- totally call out that this was going to happen. Well, a while I mean, ago. it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. you have you, you created a marketplace yeah. in the game. It's it's mm-hmm. just a matter of time that there's a demand, a real world demand, where people are willing to pay actual money. Yeah, Nintendo is going to crack down on the black market of Animal Crossing, and it's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. So, moving on to the other kind of big article or big legal news for Nintendo this week. It's a little extensive, so I'll do my best to try to condense it for everybody. But last month, we mentioned that Nintendo was taking certain retailers to court for selling piracy-enabling tools and chips so you could mod your Switch, and then you'd be able to kind of go behind having to pay for things and stuff like that. Well, now they're actually sending cease and desist letters to one company that offers only to install the mod chip. So there's a Connecticut-based logistics consulting LLC that's offered a Nintendo Switch SX Core SX Lite mod chip service on its website, and it was up for a few weeks. So you pay $60, and it's not to purchase the mod chip. It's only the installation service, so customers had to get the mod or buy it somewhere else. And the offering has been now been suspended because Logistics is, quote, currently in talks with Nintendo and their lawyers from New York. <clears throat> so the lawyers that uh, are kind of going after Logistics, it's Jenner and Block 
and, and the lawyer's name is Allison Stein. And her side of the argument is that logistics installation service violates the anti-circumvention and anti-trafficking clause of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. And so I have a few quotes from what she had sent. She said, through the mod service you are offering, you are literally breaking open a customer's Nintendo Switch and then soldering the SX Core and SX Lite onto the console. By offering to the public an installation service for the mod chips, you are offering a service that is primarily designed to circumvent Nintendo's measures and thus violating the DMCA, the, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. You are aware that my client has brought a lawsuit against certain resellers of these mod chips and aware that certain resellers have canceled orders for the mod chips and refunded their customers, and yet you are continuing to provide a service to install those very same mod chips in Nintendo Switch consoles. And then she ended it basically saying Nintendo will not tolerate such badly unlawful conduct. So that's that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is Van Reen, the, the owner, he's been operating this, this shop since, you know, I mean, he's been repairing electronics since he was 12 and started this company in 2010. It's just run by him and his wife. It's a mom and pop shop. Now, their modding services for systems, they range from PS1 to GameCube. They only make up like 5 to 10% of the company's business. Now, the, the PlayStation 1 GameCube, these are older systems that don't actually have like any new games coming out. They're not super active in the market at the moment. And this is something that I think kind of comes into consideration about the whole thing. But he said that his service is for people who might not have the experience or tools necessary. He said, if you're starting out soldering, I wouldn't recommend it because it's such a small, tedious thing to do. I think there's like 20 little um, connectors that you need to solder. So it's not hard. It's just if you're starting out and like soldering, that's probably not something you want to go in and dig around with. Mm-hmm. And he said about 20 people had pre-ordered their Switch mod chip installation service in the two weeks it was available. So, I mean, that's a pretty decent amount of people, especially for a small shop. And he said his his quote is basically, all I'm doing is putting the solder on. He's throwing his hands up in the air saying, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just soldering. That's it. Um and he said that if Nintendo is persistent enough, obviously I have to take it down, but I'm still failing to see what law is being broken. Um, so my my personal take on the whole thing is it's clear that, you know, this this big company coming after you saying you shouldn't do this. They're suing the people selling this stuff. It's kind of like, you know, I didn't design the bomb. I just built it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and no, I was thinking the me, same thing. Yeah, yeah. And and to me, it's it's like... Yeah, the modding services you have for older system makes sense because people are like tinkering with them, playing with them. They're not currently active in the market. People aren't building and and selling games for them right now. That's he's not taking that into consideration at all, I feel like. And so it's easier for people to cheat the system and cheat Nintendo modding their switches right now. So yeah, for older systems, I think it's fine. But for newer systems that are still active, I think it's definitely unlawful. So I, that's my take on it. Clearly, he doesn't see it that way, but I'm on Nintendo's side of this 100%. It's always a gray area. What do you guys think? It's always a gray area on this type of stuff, too, because I don't actually know what the laws are or what the, you know, what the chips do. Um, I'm usually against okay. modding stuff, but um, I mean, it, I don't know. It's hard to say because I know that like in the PS2 days, chip- it was almost uh-huh. like the de facto, you know, of like, there was people that just made a lot of business off of it, but then this, of course, you know, hurts games and things like that. So it's, um, yeah, it's definitely tricky. Well, the chip, the chip. When we talked about it a couple weeks ago, 
the chip actually allows you to pirate games. So mm, yeah, that's no good. Yeah, that's and that's why Nintendo's going after people. They're saying no, you're basically like going against the law doing it. that. Mm. Yeah, you're enabling it, and so that's why they're telling people to take it down, which totally makes sense. So for this small company to be offering installing this illegal thing essentially as a service it's definitely unlawful well, i mean they're <laughs> I don't just think installing it's much of a gray area for this. they're just installing they're not they're not no. you know that's hard yeah. i'm just saying <laughs> we have to no, get the owners and on the podcast it's only five to ten percent of their business <laughs> yeah yeah no i definitely think like you said it's it, you're they're trying to give that sort of excuse they're like i'm i'm not doing anything i'm not the one detonating the bomb i just built it you know and i think that's a perfect example yeah. of this and if if they're repairing something that's broken, yeah, that's that's fine. You're literally modifying yeah. it. You're changing what it's like was there. Like fixing a Joy-Con. Yeah. The company is coming to you and saying the thing you're building is enabling somebody to steal from us. So why mm-hmm. would you be negligent and try to pretend you're not doing? You literally are driving the car that's letting somebody rob the bank. So just stop. Like you can't say, "Oh, you're I an accomplice." Just, I just, I'm a taxi. I, I just drive a car. I had no idea. I just drive people. Yeah. So I think That's that if, if they came up with if they if he was doing it and he made it aware to whoever the you know I think the problem is he's doing a decent business with this. But if he said to somebody, "Well, I can do this," but I'm telling you right now, somebody comes to me and says, "Stop! I'm I'm stopping." Because that yeah. is the point. You're doing something that's allowing somebody to steal and they are telling you to stop. So instead of trying to put up a fight, you should just say, well, you know what? It was a good run, but I have to go back to just repairing what was initially there. I can't put mod chips yeah. in it any longer. I, I, I think mm-hmm. it's pretty cut and dry. And I think Nintendo has every right to come after the people that make the mod chips and definitely the people installing them because they know. They know mm-hmm. that it's what it's doing. Yeah. And he even goes, if Nintendo is persistent enough, of course they're going to be persistent about it. They're coming after you with lawyers. Is that not persistent enough? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they're losing money telling lawyers to go to you. And it's just, I don't know. It's like they're playing stupid when they clearly know what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. But, yeah. To me. But I don't know. I'm curious, like any of our listeners, like, do you see another thing that we're not seeing? I- I'm just curious what other people's opinions are going to be on it. Mm. But, yeah. yeah. So that does it for the news this week. A lot Let's, of good uh, stuff. Move on to yeah, yeah. A lot, a little bit for a, a little something for everyone. <laughs> yeah, a little but, for the lawyers out there. We have a little bit for you, yeah, Pokemon yeah. fans. We had a little bit for you. <laughs> for dental hygienists, we got one for you too. <laughs> yeah, for, <dental> <laughs> for parents. Uh, so that moves us on to the next section: the top ten bestsellers of the week. First, Animal Crossing, still there. Uh, second, Minecraft Dungeons. Animal Crossing is keeping Minecraft Dungeons in second place where it belongs. Third is Clubhouse Games. Fourth, Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Seven, or fifth, Mario Super Mario Party. Sixth, regular Minecraft. Seventh is Cuphead. Eighth, Skyrim popping up in the top ten again. That's been a that hasn't happened in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, ninth is Just Dance 2020, and tenth is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And that's yeah, I it. Think Skyrim had a good sale on it. Yeah, I, think I almost all... got it. I almost got it. <laughs> I think a lot of these are coming off the big sale, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, though we'll yeah. see how it shakes mm-hmm. up next week. 
Now that gets us to new releases we're into this week. We got a bunch of checks. On June 23rd, Mots and I, we both checked Pokemon Cafe Mix. We're going to get stirring some uh, ingredients together. I'm excited. <laughs> Why not? It's free yeah, to start. It's you free. Know? It's free. <laughs> I had very, I like, I literally, if, if, if it was not, if it was a dollar, I would have been like, nope, too much for me. But because it's free, I'm like, all right, well, I, I will at least try it. But I, I, I don't have a ton of interest in it, to be 100% honest with everybody. <laughs> um, but for free, I got to try. We got to try it. Yeah, I got to try yeah. it. Why not? Um, it's something else you got to try, because why not is Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary World Tour. It's coming out the Nintendo Switch for $5, and I already bought it. I pre-ordered it. Why not? Because it's Duke Nukem, and Duke Nukem is all about... Classic. It's classic. It's classic and terrible and and. Or actually really doesn't hold up in modern times uh, at all. No. Um, no, no, you just watch the trailer and you're like, none of this is OK, but I'm going to buy it anyways, uh, because they actually did do quite a cool, a lot of cool stuff for this. So there's there's uh, gyro aiming motion controls, HD rumble for the Nintendo Switch co-op online. You can play fully with eight players in ad hoc or online with Nintendo Switch online. There's um, a new episode uh, cr- created, I don't know, by original episode designers, new weapons. Um, uh, he can now roast aliens with an incinerator. So that's cool. Yes. Finally. Um, <laughs> Always wanted to do that. <laughs> there's there's new Duke voiceovers uh, by the original oh, voice actor. There's new music cool. by the original composer. And the whole game has been remastered. So, I mean, you know, five bucks. I don't know. Why not? I have I have so much nostalgia for this game only because when I was growing up, there was very few games I remember my dad playing. Duke Nukem was one of them. The other one was Red Faction. Mm-hmm. Now with Duke Nukem, the biggest thing I remember, and I can actually like picture it in my mind, is whenever he, the character would go to the bathroom, he'd go, ah, much better. And I just, for some reason, like that voice, it's just, I always that's always what I think of when I think of Duke Nukem. That's it's it. Be, it's because, you know, <laughs> Doom and Duke Nukem, they're similar in vein of games and people can hate on me for saying yes. that, but they are he, similar. Yeah, he played Doom too. Yeah. But but Duke Nukem had this, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger personality yeah. over the top. And you connected, uh-huh. I thought, a little bit more with the Duke. Um, even though it was the Duke, <laughs> the Duke uh, very inappropriate just in general. But it was also a little bit more 3D in space. Um, so anyways, I picked it up five bucks. Why not? Can't, can't help myself. Yeah. Stupid. So uh, I also, <laughs> I also checked a few other things coming out on the 24th, uh, Ninjala, which has been a game that, uh, Nintendo has talked about for, uh, over and over again on some Nintendo directs. This is a free game, um, from Gunho online and it is a, um, the spin on modern day ninjas, uh, tournament, uh, basically, it's, it's kind of like Splatoon in a way, but with ninjas and there's four V four. And I think mm-hmm. there's also free for all, but it's, but the ninjas are like blowing bubble gum and have like, you know, katanas that are like rubbery or whatever. And, you know, different crazy <laughs> weapons. It's free to play. Um, you know, f- seems cool. I don't know. I don't know. Why not? I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't appeal to me. I, until now you're saying it's free to play. I'll definitely try it for free. Yeah. It, it looked kind of like a, I don't know. It seems like it's not terrible, but for free, that that's that's a steal. It doesn't yeah. seem yeah. like it's badly put together. Yeah, it looks cute. It looks good. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of like in the air craziness. You know, you can blow bubble gum and kind of like, you know, go fast. So it's, it's kind of like if you liked, I think if you liked Splatoon, 
it's very much in that vein, very colorful, very neon-y. The, but, the, the style of it definitely reminded me of Splatoon mm-hmm. when I saw it. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just inking everywhere, you're actually attacking via yeah. ninja. <laughs> With uh, bubblegum. <laughs> yeah. The other game I uh, clicked, even though it is a mobile game and a, a game on Steam for quite cheap, is Antventure, which is a point-and-click mm-hmm. adventure. I, I just enjoy this. Uh, you don't see it all that often, but it's like photorealistic um, mm-hmm. environments. It reminds me of Pikmin. Uh, if you mm-hmm. if you will do that, so so this game you play as an ant and you're inventing stuff to get out of the ant world. I don't know, but it's it has this very much like you're in the real world playing as this little ant um, that's inventing different objects and and you know doing stuff. I don't know. It was super cute. It, it is seven ninety nine, so I'm not, not gonna not gonna buy it at seven ninety nine because it's like five bucks on Steam. But I thought it was super cute. Uh, I just love this art style a lot. So. That's what I'm about. It reminded me of the movie. Had any of you ever watched the movie Ants? Mm -hmm, Yes. It was like a Pixar sort of. Yeah. It it just reminded me of that. Yeah. Mm. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Very similar. It it does Mm -hmm. have a nice style to it. Um, But like you said, it it kind of reminded me of Pikmin. And I just kind of want a Pikmin game. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm ready for that to come out. Can we just have that? Can we just get that finally, please? One's been in works for like 10 years now. Can we finally have it? (laughs) And I will say this, like if you go to the Loopy Mood, who is the developer, it's a team of about five people, but also Sherlock Mops, which is an adorable pug who's on the team. And um, his job title or her job title, I'm not positive, says, I have no idea what I'm doing. So that's pretty adorable. (laughs) It sounds about right. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) So the next one that both me and Michael have checked is, com- checked is coming out on June 25th. It's called The Almost Gone. It's $15. It's a puzzle adventure. And it's kind of like you, you have these like little room segments that you have to solve puzzles for to move forward in the story. Um, this is the excerpt from the description. It says, piece together this compelling story by revealing objects and memories and decipher these clues to reveal more of the story and its secrets from your home to eerie deserted streets beautiful apartment blocks to abandoned hospitals you must search forensically for clues and the path forwards um so the publisher is played digius and they're the same publisher that brought turmoil to the switch and brought dead cells to mobile now i didn't love the turmoil um version on switch i thought it was kind of janky and a little wonky the controls for it but this game seems like it's built more for something like like the Switch controls, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also going to be coming to Steam for Mac and PC. Uh, the price hasn't been listed yet in Steam, so I'm not sure how that will compare to $15 for Switch. But there is a demo available to play through the whole first chapter if you're interested. So I am actually going to be um, at least trying the demo. We did get a key for it, so one of us will be playing the whole thing, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but I really like the style of this. Again, it, the color reminds me a lot of Monument Valley. Yeah. Uh, and same, even the style a little bit too is Monument Valley-ish. But I thought it looked really interesting. Yeah, I I think that this 100% reminded me of Monument, Monument Valley. If that's an aesthetic yeah. that you like, you're going to really like mm-hmm. the look of this. I I hope that when they when they put this out on Switch that it allows for the touch 
controls. Um, yes, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like this is a better mobile game only because mm-hmm. it because like my value, like you're, you're kind of turning the screen and stuff. And, and it seems like that's an important factor in this. I don't know. We haven't played the game, so I don't know if you have control over the screen turning, you know, the the, the environment turning or yeah. if that just kind of happens throughout the game because it kind of revolves and you get to see different aspects of it. So if it's not a factor where you need to be physically turning it, then I guess maybe it won't matter as much. You know, you mm-hmm. had games um, that that do do that on Switch and they do it well. So hopefully that that mechanic is built in and, and, and it, it feels good, but it just makes me a little nervous sometimes when things like that, that seem touch heavy or control heavy like that, are part brought to the switch and they don't utilize the touchscreen. It's kind of like, well, I feel like a lot of times too, games that are like that are built for mobile. This is just built for Mac piece. Like it didn't, it wasn't mobile first to my knowledge. So no, I, maybe I looked, it, it'll, the controls will be a little bit better. That's yeah. I looked it up <laughs> and it seems like it's coming out on a few different platforms, but um, yeah. you know, if we'll just have to see, Mm-hmm. how it how it works i i definitely want to give this a, a shot though because i i do like the the look of it a lot and i like the different puzzles that they showed so mm-hmm. it'll be uh definitely one worth trying and i'm excited that they have the demo i think that's always nice you get a little bit of it yeah. the first chapter you get a little bit of it so especially a game like this i think a demo is really important because it's not very clear from the trailer what it actually is that you're doing i i mean i kind of get an idea of it just because i play games that are similar but for you know new people wanting to try something like this i think it's a great great option i think all yeah. games should have some sort of demo <laughs> it's a it's but. a beautiful demo the thing one thing i will say is they get into the 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 area of that it's a narrative puzzle about death loss and mental health and when i start when i start hearing (laughs) that kind of stuff sometimes i'm like oh my goodness here we go it's a little eye rolling yeah Yeah. it gets it makes me roll my eyes a little bit and i and i'm not saying that that can't like you can't achieve sort of that extra depth in a video game but yeah I, it, it seems very hard to achieve that in a game that's literally just a puzzle solving game. You know, like you, you, yeah. you've got some really deep, heavy topics that you're trying to to deal with and you're doing it through just sort of like a, a, a puzzle game. I, I don't know, but maybe maybe they achieve it. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. And also, too, the world is is pretty deep and dark as it is right now. So I feel like a lot of people want a game that's more like escapism. Is that why you picked your next stress. one? <laughs> that is why I picked my next one. So as, as a lot of people know, I'm a huge PewDiePie fan. Um, and a while ago, he came out with a game called Poopty. Uh, everybody, I mean, I love a good poop joke. I like poop puns. Farts. Who doesn't? Yeah. yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> so Poopty is an action-adventure role-playing dungeon crawler strategy game. Or as Michael likes to say, dungeon crawler. It's a dungeon crawler. Get it? <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Good one. Uh- <laughs> I feel like so- they missed missed the boat on that. They could have definitely used that in their marketing. Well, the thing is, is when so he actually came out with a video and talked about it because the funny thing is, this did come out on mobile earlier and funnily enough apple actually denied the game and in the video he said apple thought the game was too stinky when it first came out and it was banned (laughs) (laughs) but in the video he says it's a dungeon crawler but in the description it doesn't say anything about a dungeon crawler Mm. and i i don't know it 
I think it looks hilarious. Um, So the description is you can mold and manage your own poops, upgrade them with unique skills, fart agent spells, defeat Samran and his army of butt creatures. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) So basically you play as like this colon and you poop out these little poops that can kind of go run around and do your bidding and you can level up those little poops and they can do different things for you as you go through the dungeon. Uh, Just a really just fun game. Uh, And it's, he said it, quote, the perfect game to play on the toilet. And it's free on mobile. So <laughs> it's on sale for $4 right now if you want to pick it up also. So, yeah. There That's you a go. Little, little poop game in there for you. <laughs> I, I did see neither of you checked it. I don't know what no, that's about. No, but, I, uh... I was a pass. That <laughs> was a pass. I, 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 uh, pass there was, there, right through you. There, there was a time in which I, I did watch PewDiePie. Um, videos on occasion more it was more around like when five nights and freddy's came out and things like that but i, I can no longer uh support uh, the, the pewdiepie yeah, so I'm, I'm i have no problem like i'm a i was a big pewdiepie fan but I, I don't need the i don't need the poop game i got a lot of games going on so i i don't need this one i'm good <laughs> even if it is for i will be picking it up right away but it was it was too funny to not mention and like I said, i'm a fan of his so i want to support yeah. him and yeah um, I also checked Mr. Driller Drill Land. There's a demo available, so I'll check that out. I'm pretty sure it's not worth $30, but I do always enjoy Drill- Mr. Driller games, and then I'm always disappointed. So we'll see how the demo is. That's yeah. what I checked. Why not? Demos are key. <laughs> I like demos. A game that I, I did, my last one is checked. It's August, or August. It's June 26th. What day is it? No one knows. Yeah, where, where are we? It sounds like it could also be a poop game, but it's not. It's Urban Flow for fifteen dollars. So this one basically takes like the 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 hardest, most frustrating part of any city builder, which is the traffic, and is only that. <laughs> it's just the worst part of the game. But because of that, it seems like it would be sort of an interesting puzzle. It says that there's over a hundred levels, and basically all you're doing is wow. trying to control the traffic. You're like the puzzle is a certain intersection or a couple intersections and you have to set up the lights and the street signs and all that kind of stuff to, to limit any um, accidents and make sure everybody is safe. And I thought that sounded kind of fun. 15 is a little high. I just give it a single check. Cause if this does drop or we get a code or something like that, I'm, I, I, I can feel like I would enjoy this because it's just sort of a pick up and play. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely mm-hmm. jump on it and try it out. It does have, um, scalable drop in drop out local co-op unfortunately there's no online for this but it is local and you can have from you playing solo up to four players and they do say that it has touch controls pro controller and joy con mm. support so like it is yeah. nice that they at least mention the touch controls and it's factored in but yeah urban flow 15 dollars, june 26 Flow it up. Uh, the last game that I checked that uh, I'm going to get for Heather, I'm very excited about it, is a summer, a, a, a summer, a, a summer with the Shiba Inu. Uh, and if you know anything about myself or Heather, we love Shibas. And uh, mm. this game is <laughs> is a game <laughs> where it's a it's a story adventure. Uh, you play as a Shiba that returns to Shiba Island after ten years and is reconnecting with friends and allies. And there's ten different endings. There's it's just a visual novel, but it's $10. Nice. And I'm definitely going to get this for Heather. And she will definitely freak out when she sees this cool. icon on, on her switch. <laughs> um, because there's not a lot of games that she, whenever I get her anything, she's like, why did you buy me that? And so I'm like, but she can't get mad at me because this is a game about Shiva's. Sure. 
So she's gonna be so torn because she hates when you buy games they download automatically. Yeah, but she loves the topic of this one, so she's exactly. gonna she's gonna just like literally split right in half when she sees this on her Switch. Oh, I can't she'll wait. <laughs> I can't wait. What does that bring us to, Michael? That's everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? I will just start because it's been Minecraft Dungeons for me. Just I haven't actually been playing a lot of anything. And when I do, I pick this up and play for, you know, 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there. Um, working my way through the dungeons. I think I have two left, I believe two left. And and I did see a little icon on the bottom of the screen for the DLC that's supposed to be coming out sometime this month or early next month. Uh, I don't know if I would get it. I don't know if I love the game enough to to pay more to play more, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, um, yeah, just kind of, I pick it up 20 minutes, play a little bit. I do wish the dungeons almost were more dungeons, but shorter dungeons because I have paused it or put the game, you know, my switch to sleep only to find out that it crashed when I go to boot it back up. And I've had to replay dungeons two or three times now. And the dungeons are fairly long. Like not, I'm not talking three hours each or anything like that, but it's a solid half hour, 45 minutes, I think to get through a dungeon. If you're trying to see everything and not just running straight through. And I mean, if you're going to do the dungeon, you might as well do all of it. So I, I will say that's a complaint. I wish it could just be a little bit more, um shorter dungeon but more of them but all in all it's mm. cool it's a it's a very interesting ip i think there could be more depth to it but uh yeah minecraft dungeons speaking of crashing games Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so this has happened i've been playing more bioshock 2 and the reason i'm talking about crashing games is in bioshock 1 when i was playing it I got through this whole section of the game and then it crashed. And because these are older games, they don't have autosave very Mm. frequently. (laughs) It's like only when you kind of finish big sections or big areas in the game, there's nothing really in between that autosaves. And I was hoping in Bioshock 2, because that game came out a little bit later, it wouldn't be an issue. But I realized that it was still an issue because the game crashed and I forgot to save because I'm stupid and I had to redo this whole big section of the game again. So I kind of learned my lesson. We'll see if Bioshock Infinite has the same issue or not, (laughs) but that's kind of what I've run into so far with the Bioshock Complete Collection. So Mm -hmm. heed my warning, save frequently, save often. My guess is, and I don't know because I I don't really remember, it's been a while since I played Infinite, but it will be the Mm -hmm. same way because if you think about it, I'm playing Witcher 3 and it's the same way and that came out after all of them. So it's not that they're the same developer, but it's it i think it just was the way it was it i mm-hmm. and my guess is it's meant to kind of even add a little bit more maybe challenge to it i don't i don't know why it wouldn't do more auto saving but i just got in the habit now i save constantly if i'm going into something where it even feels remotely dangerous i'm saving if i finish something that was I've dangerous i'm that saving now. i'm like yeah. my left yeah. i hit the left button all the time now just to save the game and it just became mm-hmm. habit and but um, yeah, because I would lose, I would same exact thing, like playing Witcher 3, I'd lose chunks of like half hour, 45 minutes because I just yeah. ran in not paying attention and, and s- s- like the monster was freakishly sh- strong or something and it uh-huh. crushes me. I'm like, oh, well, that's great. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And when I was playing the, the first Bioshock game, the whole section I played through, I don't know if anybody remembers the game really, but it was the whole section with Cohen where you have to go take photos of people and put them in his art piece. I finished that whole thing and the game crashed right as I was going towards the elevator. 
And then I had to do it all over again from the beginning. Now, granted, I actually really liked that. So it was, I, I liked, that's probably my favorite section of that game, but <laughs> it was, so I, it wasn't that big of a deal. I was like, oh, I guess I'll do it again. Now, that being said, I will say in Bioshock 2, I'm, I'm definitely not enjoying it as much as one. In one, the, the, well, okay, so Bioshock 2, the graphics are a little bit better. Um, the, the game functionality is a little bit better. You can actually have a plasmid and a gun equipped at the same time and use them interchangeably. You don't have to, like, switch between them and pick and choose like you had to do in Bioshock 1. So I love that. There's, there's a couple other little things I like about Bioshock 2. But in Bioshock 1, the story was so good. Nothing felt like a chore. In Bioshock 2, there's sections of the game where you know exactly what you have to do. You have to like save these little sisters. And whenever you save one, it's going to be like two battles as they get at them and all this stuff. So it it definitely has those kind of um, grinding moments a lot more often. And you're just like, oh, I really don't want to do this. So I actually haven't played it the last two days. I kind of wanted to take a little break from it. But Mm -hmm. in Bioshock 1, I didn't feel like that at all. Like I loved everything about the first game, you know, aside from the plasmid thing and, and the, the crashing, but mm-hmm. Bioshock two, I mean, it's a cool story. It's interesting, but it kind of just feels like it should have been DLC for the first game so far. So that's where I'm at currently. <laughs> we'll see if it changes as I finish the game, but that's curious. I wonder if it did start yeah. as like a DLC and they just said, wow, we have too much DLC. Let's just turn it into its own thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it just based on like the fact that you kind of go back to the same place and it's just you're a different character in the same place. But later, it, d- it definitely feels like it. It should have been DLC, but they just kind of expanded it into like, oh, let's just make it a whole game and make it longer type of thing. Have um, you since you I've only played the first and the third. Did you mm-hmm. are you seeing any similar because I I love when a, a game like Bioshock, especially Bioshock, because it's so atmospheric and just a, such a cool place. And then you yeah. go back to that same place in the second one. A lot of the times I really like when games bring you back and it's it's either different or you're kind of like revisiting it again. And maybe the, the, the things you did in the first one have an impact. Is any of that happening? Because I, I would love if that was the case. There's only been one thing I've kind of seen. I haven't gone back to specific areas that I went to in the first one. Like, for okay. example, in the second one, I go into a theater, but it's not the same theater I was in in the first one. Because oh, so in that's my mind, Rapture, be... Rapture is so big. It was a missed opportunity, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I understand that Rapture is a city, so you know there's going to be mm-hmm. multiples of everything. But mm-hmm. I, I do like when there's an overlap. You know, I remember that when you played first Metal Gear Solid, there would be like you went to this this thing and it was this base. And that was like how the whole thing started. And then jump years and years and years later, I think it was Metal Gear 5. Mm-hmm. You end up have a go have to go back and you kind of come to it from a different area. And you yeah. see the initial base that you first like break into and it like sort of pans out and music plays. And it's just like, oh, I haven't been here in 10, 15 years, like real time. And it just had yeah. such an impact. And I love when games do that. So it would have been really cool to play Bioshock, have all these experiences. Maybe you break a window and now that room's flooded and then you have to go back into that room flooded in Bioshock 2 and be like, oh, I know why this is flooded. It wouldn't. I, it wouldn't, I wish. Yeah. It wouldn't impact you if you just played. It. You know what I mean? If you played Bioshock 2, you wouldn't have known that your actions from one did that. It would have just been like, oh, uh-huh. it's a flooded room. So it wouldn't have meant anything to, the, to, to a new player. But it would have been something important to the 
a person replaying the first one, I think it would have been just kind of neat to be like, oh, I, I remember this part. I did this. Yeah. And oh, that's well. kind of why I feel like it's DLC. Like it would have been cool to go back and and explore some of those areas again. But yeah, I haven't I'm excited. There, there has been there has been things from the story that have crossed over, like through recordings, they'll make like a reference to the first game. Oh, like cool. you go through this, you go through this old area that was kind of like a, a ride, kind of like the carousel of progress, but in Bioshock and they're and they're explaining what the top what that what the world is above the ocean and stuff like that. Cool. And you go by um the the original guy who used to run i can't remember his name off the top of my head not fontaine but the other guy um that ran rapture you go by a thing where he's talking and in the corner is a golf club which Mm -hmm. plays into the first one and so that's kind of funny you're like oh there's the golf club yeah yeah i'll be excited to see when you get to infinite because that one's so drastically different that i think you'll probably like it more than two because it is just its own thing it's got a whole different aesthetic to it and a whole different atmosphere and um you know very still very atmospheric but just different and different, i yeah. when i played even though i didn't wasn't able to finish it i just kind of got off onto something else it was it was a game i'm i'm still very very excited actually to pick this up and yeah. you you had sent me a video of a playthrough of an area you were in and there's so much of the first game that i no longer remember like i very little of it sounds it was a long time ago and very few of it, like very little of it sounds familiar anymore and so i'm i'm really excited to go back through and play because when i was watching that playthrough i'm like man this is the exact games yeah. that i love like dead space <laughs> and bioshock and all these games that are just so heavy and like they're, they're just story the feel and of them and the story yeah, yeah and just I love that that way that those games felt, and so I, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to be picking this up because I want it on my Switch, even if it, mm-hmm. I don't. It's a while before I get to it. I, I'm I was, really excited. I've been kind of nerding out with my sister on the side about it because she played the the first and the third one as well. She skipped two, which mm-hmm. apparently that's just a thing, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why I did, but saying, it, I did. She, she, she was saying that in the in Infinite, one of my favorite characters comes back. And so she was like, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you're going to be excited. And so I'm super excited for it. And amongst the three of us, we've been talking about me potentially streaming Infinite. So if people would be interested in watching me totally suck at a first person shooter game, let me know. (laughs) And we can probably get that set up at some point. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I, I never played. I played the first one. I never played two or mm-hmm. infinite. So I'm really interested to see how oh. infinite goes. I've heard very good things about that. I, I did enjoy yeah, the first same. one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's taken over my my number one. I think it's my number one favorite game ever now. It's completely uh, pushed wow. Tomb Raider down the list. It's a good It's a um, good game. It's a yeah. good game. Zelda because Zelda was on your top too. Mm. I think Zelda was two, so now it's it's still at two. I think Tomb Raider goes underneath that, but yeah, my my Switch is taking over my favorite game list now. <laughs> that makes sense. It makes sense. I like yeah. that. I like that. Sure. Now Mott has some big news on the games he's played. Yeah. Mott, fill everybody in. <laughs> sure. You, I heard you had a rare event happen on your island that nobody else has experienced yet. Yeah. Mm. I mean, this is something that you may not have ever <laughs> thought about that you would experience or that you it would even be a possibility. But did you know that KK Slider? Can come to your island, and he has come I to my don't island. Believe it. Can you I believe don't it? believe it. <laughs> he played a jam. I got a tune, and he's gonna come back next Saturday. Can you believe what? That? 
And every Saturday Whoa. after that, yeah. So, <laughs> That's cool. Pretty, pretty jazz. Um, I did get really like your islands. So. Yeah, he said my island's the best. So yeah. it's really. I mean, really, he probably just actually felt really guilty because you're the only island he hadn't gone to yet. <laughs> he hasn't so. visited yet. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> that <yeah>. was mean. <laughs> um, so I finally got all my. I'm, I'm on my islanders. I got all the things. I got to nice. a C level or a three star level, and. Um, I really enjoyed the interaction between Tom Nook and Isabel. It was probably the most dialogue in the game where you go talk to Isabel and then like Tom Nook's like talking to her. Is that KK? Is that blah, blah, blah. Right. And then he calls KK. Yeah, it was really cool. I thought that that was, that was pretty nifty. And, uh, uh, and then, yeah, KK came last night and I got the tune. He's going to come back next week and I can go sit all day and just kind of chill. And that was really exciting. Uh, I did get a, a flamingo on my island, um, which is cool. And it's funny because I, I have Mr. and Mrs. Flamingo that you can buy from the store outside my house. And then this flamingo um, was my last uh, resident. And... Um, and that was really cool. And what's the best part about that one is if people have seen it online is that uh, the the flamingo has like a beach for the floor and the wallpaper and then has flamingos inside of the house as the decor. And then as she walks <laughs> around, uh, she makes a little footprints in the sand inside of her house. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so, I like that. That is yeah. cool. And it's it's also we got a flamingo. I have not seen uh, I mean, I've seen the the lawn displays, but I haven't seen an actual flamingo uh, villager. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I wonder if that's a more rare villager. I th- I think it may be. Uh, Heather yeah. doesn't have one at all. There's just so many villagers too. But uh, sure, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I can. Ton. Yeah. I also paid off my house, so I can now nice. customize nice. my house. That's a big deal. Just saying. And now oh. you can get another even bigger loan. No, I can't. Are you even. maxed out? You're maxed no, I'm out done. in your house. It's yeah, done. Yeah, nice. Congrats. That's oh. a big deal. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I, so so this was a big week, right? Paid off all of the home loans 100% so I can customize my house yeah. on the outside. I got um, KK on my island, which means I got the island builder so I can move stuff around, make paths for oh, the first boy. time. It was a big deal. It was a big yeah. deal. Oh. Um, yeah. So it's pretty big, pretty big week for, for me in life. Um, there's that. <laughs> I also did pick up Jump Rope Challenge, which is a free game that Nintendo released this week. Did you guys get it? Did you guys get this game at all? No, I did I not. I saw stuff about it, but I didn't end up picking it up. No. It, it was made by a few just engineers that were stuck at home during quarantine. Uh, and apparently, apparently tons of people are jump roping with a Nintendo Switch. So it's just a <laughs> jump rope game, like 2D cool. stuff. So I picked it up. I haven't played it yet. I just saw it on the eShop today. Uh, so I wouldn't that. be able to do that. My building would fall over, I think. <laughs> Your neighbor's I live in a very one. old building. No, <laughs> I'm on the top floor in a very old, old building. So. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm a little <laughs> bit worried. <laughs> a little worried about jumping around the house and, and things like that. I do have a real jump rope, so I'll see how the <laughs> Nintendo Switch compares. Oh, you know what? Also, I got a gold flower on my island. I don't know if Ooh. Heather did that or if you, Christina, came and did that. Or does it just I happen? Did, I did water your flowers when I was <gasps> there one time with the gold there water. Maybe that happened. I got a gold one, so it's finally mm-hmm. happening. Um, it's either me or Heather. So <laughs> Yeah. She's got a lot of flowers on her. I'm on her island right now. Yeah. Um, bought some turnips <laughs> as a turnip Sunday. And then um, I also p- downloaded Blasphemous, which was a game that we talked about a while ago. Mm-hmm. It's a side-scroller hack and slash extremely difficult. I downloaded the demo. I'm so glad I did because it was 50% off on the sale. Like, I'll try the download the demo first. It's so hard. It's the hardest (laughs) thing ever. 
Um, wow. I would say if you like Castlevania type of games, Mike, you might want to try this one too yeah, because like it's kind of like bloodstained, but, but you know, mm. 2D graphics style, but like, it's so hard. It's like the hard, I like died like so fast. Like it's so hard. Oh. Um, so hard, but it's very good. Like very awesome and crazy. And uh, it's really intense, but it's so hard. Um, but anyways, give that a demo try. Cause it's definitely worth, definitely worth trying the demo. And that brings us to this week's pick of the week. Firewatch. Um, which have both of you played Firewatch? I have watched a few people okay. play it, so I missed you the train of watch playing watch. it. Fi- you've watched yeah, the Firewatch. You have watched I've Firewatch. Watched the Firewatch. <laughs> you sat in your tower and watched the. the I the watched fire. the Firewatch. I watched the Firewatch from my watchtower. So this nice. was on sale yeah. for six fifty. <laughs> I picked it up after Michael's recommendation. I played mm-hmm. day one and day two. I don't know if that means I'm uh, halfway through or if I'm just at the beginning. Um. This game uh, is exactly what Michael said it was, and it's it's excellent and it's perfect in every single way. Uh, I don't know how the opening is, but I cried. Like I legit, mm-hmm. like it's been a really tough week for uh, uh, for for me and Michael. Um, and uh, I watched the opening, and it's sort of pick and choose your path, which I was not expecting. It was yeah. it was devastating. Uh, it it Sad. was crippling. I I don't know if it's the same for everybody. I'm assuming it's the same path, but I mm-hmm. it I I went. And I had to like hug Heather and I cried and like I just it was it was so intense. Like I was like, mm-hmm. oh my! I was like, no! Oh my! Oh my God! No! No! And then I was I had a box of tissues right by my side. Luckily, like not intentionally because I didn't know anything about this game. And it was um, um, get your towels ready because. Um, it stirs the emotions for sure. Hit deep, <laughs> deep emotions. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I then, cried too. <laughs> okay, good. So it just wasn't me. It was so yeah, sad. Yeah. It's just the saddest thing. But I cry at everything. So I don't know if that, that so, means anything. <laughs> I don't know. I'm starting to cry at everything now too. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad. Uh, and then I started playing the game. And man, what a what a great game. It's super fun because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing things, but like maybe I'm on a path where I can't like really mess up at all. It's it's mm-hmm. fun. The interactions with uh, the like you're this you're this fire watcher person. Like you sit in a tower, like that's your job. And there's you know there's these teens that are like you know out there. Like you got to go find them and uh, you got to figure out what to do. And I just carried around like they're you know you get choices too because like they're playing music and you don't have to steal their, their boom box. But like I did anyways, like this is mine now, like you can't have it. <laughs> and then, and it's cool Take because <laughs> the dialogue that your interactions, like on the walkie talkie with the person back, um, I don't know what her name is. Julia. Ju- no, Julia is your wife. And then I forget what the, what, what the lady, I can't think yeah. of what her name but is. she is like, Oh, the music's a little loud or whatever, you know? Cause it's like you, you're holding the boom box and you're like, I stole the boom box. I was like, wow. Like that's, that's crazy. Like that's yeah. so <laughs> good I, I blew my mind yeah. so, so far i'm I, i'm in the middle of a day, day i just started day three i'm excited about that uh if you haven't played this game uh, it's very very good how far am i in day two how many days i got left i, I honestly don't i don't know i i can't remember yeah. how long i think at some point it like jumps okay because it doesn't yeah. seem like, at least from what I remember, because I know it's a fairly short game. I would say it was six to eight hours total okay. of gameplay. Yeah. And I don't remember if it was like a week in his life. It seems 
it, it potentially could have been because a lot starts to happen once the once the the, it, the situation with the girls starts to evolve and and there things start to co- like really get intriguing and I guarantee you're gonna just sit and finish it because yeah. you're not it's like a book or you're a movie not gonna you want to stop can't. I didn't yeah. stop yeah I was in the middle of day two and I was like okay like I knew this is when I wanted to stop and then I played for another half an hour because I'm like I can't not stop and play this yeah. day because it's like I'm in yeah. the middle of it and it is like you're 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 playing through a movie and yeah. But you're doing things, and that's what's important too. Is it's not mm-hmm. like Pokemon Snap where you're just like on a on a path. You mm-hmm. are free to go and do whatever you want. But as you're going through, and if you take the natural progression course, there's a lot of decisions and there's a lot of things that you're interacting with, and just the yeah. dialogue back and forth has been really fantastic. Like I, I sometimes I I know that I'm going too fast through the game because some of the dialogue is still happening. So I'll just kind of sit and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to listen and talk back mm-hmm. and forth on the walkie talkie. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I've never you know, experience a game that, you know, made me want to just sit there and listen, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that's a huge yeah. part of it. And it's so funny with that, that person, the, the person in the, in the other watchtower, they're your only connection. Mm-hmm. And you, as the game goes on, you start to feel like a deep connection to that person because you're just like, this is the only person I can talk to. And, and I, I don't know if you're at a point yet where the story has really started started to like open up, but it really starts to get into like this, uh, like you, you're kind of trying. It, it's it's a little spooky. It mm. gets a little bit like uh, eerie. like a uh, eerie, and you're starting to try to mm. figure out what's going on. You're you're discovering things, and it that person's your contact. And by the end, you kind of feel like this really strong bond with them. So it does a good job because you don't really meet anybody else. You're just kind of, mm-hmm. you feel alone in the woods and they mm-hmm. do a good job with that. Yeah. I'm excited I would describe to- Firewatch as, as less of a game, like a typical game. And it's more, more of an of experience, a, a narrative experience, narrative yes. experience. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. get to, you get to choose what you say, you know, it's, you're, yeah. it's not a, yeah, yeah. Decisions. And uh, maybe all the uh-huh. outcomes are the same, but I don't think they are necessarily. I, I don't, think I don't know. some are predetermined, mm-hmm. but there's definitely, cause I had to look Things it up change. after yeah. and it definitely has some choices. There's some things where there's there's nothing you can do about it and it's going to kind of go, but it may skip over other parts of the narration, oh, which yeah. is unfortunate because there's definitely some really yeah. interesting things that happen. Um, but based on your decisions, like you will either get dialogue or have have things happen to you that uh, you wouldn't get otherwise. Yeah, it's that's super why I watch people play it a few times because it's always interesting to see what different people choose. Mm hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll play through it uh, again and then stream it. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like it. Yeah, and it, because it's so short, yeah. it's it's something that you would be able to do. I mean, if nothing else, isn't it just beautiful? Yeah, it it's just beautiful. a beautiful game. Gorgeous. Like, yeah. un, unlike a lot of what we've played, I cannot think of too many games. There, there's a lot of beautiful games, but this one with its color palette mm-hmm. and just sort of the look of it is just so uniquely. If, if you're somebody that's gone out into the woods and, and hiked and backpacked and stayed somewhere where the, you know, the sun is setting and it, it is so accurate to what you would see, you know, believe it or not, but you would see those colors and the pinks and the yellows and it's, and it's turned up to mm-hmm. 11, of course, but it is like that you're, you're, it's like you're hiking. It's like you're back in the woods and it's just this gorgeous, 
uh, wash of color and just a really pretty game to play. Now, you did go to the, the lake then. Did you have a stutter before you got to the lake? Did you notice any slowdown? I've noticed a, a few stutters in the game. Okay. Yeah, so far it's okay. not uh, mm-hmm. like slowdown. It's it's literally like a, a freeze, you know, mm-hmm. for a second and then it picks up and it's fine again. I think it's loading yeah content something and then it doesn't know what to do but i've had that happen quite a few times it's not enough to bug me because there's not combat yet necessarily but yeah uh, yeah. surprise your switch hasn't exploded yet yeah i know it's 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 (laughs) very loud still still loud hold on yeah so oh that's great i'm happy you're liking it i think uh you know it was it was definitely a game that's way up on my list of must plays because it just is so so different but uh yeah i'm happy you're enjoying it as well yeah i'm a little surprised you're enjoying it so much too now i mean i know it's a good game but the typically the games that you go for mods are so different than the ones that me and michael tend to gravitate towards or really like so i think it just goes to show how great of a a game or experience it actually is (laughs) is this because i don't like minecraft that's why you're saying that (laughs) no no just like the more adventure kind of style games that me and Michael tend to gravitate towards. You usually don't like those. Well, you they're know, not your thing. M- Michael said it. It's, it's a game in which it's short and also mm-hmm. you can't really die so far. So I like that. And you're just kind of <laughs> wandering and you're like, okay. Yeah. And there's a map. It's a, it's a walking simulator. It's a walking simulator. Basically, it's, it's, it's yeah. a hike, hiking sim. Hiking yeah. simulator. Yeah. Hiking yeah. sim. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I like that because there's there's a very clear like map. I feel like she tells you where to go and you can look at the map yeah. and you can't seem to get lost that much. Uh, and then it's funny because in the very beginning, you have a rope and you're like rappelling down and the rope breaks. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, did I do it wrong? Like, did I go too fast? And then they're like, no, it was just a terrible <laughs> rope. But then there's really <laughs> cool elements because uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of other mystery things. Like she's talking about something mm-hmm. else and doing something. I'm like, okay, like what's, you know, what's going yeah, on? Where's this so. going? Yeah, exactly. And that, yeah. and that does get all kind of resolved. So you'll, you'll really get into a, a moment where you're just like, I just can't stop because I need to know what, what is happening yeah that's 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 it that's an hour and a half podcast oh my goodness (laughs) so well well if you wanted more of this you can get more of this go to nintendodispatch.com share it with your friends follow us on the twitch on the twitter on the on all the things you know what to do anyways thanks everyone for hanging in there for an hour and a half i hope you enjoyed this week's pod and until next week this has been your nintendo dispatch